there's teaching to go on, there's Sunday school, there's all of this. But if we can... If you will please get your Bibles and get back to 1 Samuel 3 and be ready to kind of glance at that a couple of times. Back when the telegraph was the fastest way of communication, Morse code was widely used uh, so they could send uh, transmissions back and forth. And there is an ad in the newspaper that this young man took a look at and, and it was as a Morse code interpreter. So he went down to this factory that, that we're hiring um, huge office, all this machinery in the room, including the telegraph, and, and some other guys were there, and he walked up to the receptionist's desk, and she gave him a form, said, fill this form out, and then when you get instructions, uh, then you will be called back to the inner office uh, for your job interview. So the young man sat down, filled out the application, uh, sat down with the seven other guys that were waiting, Sure enough, just a couple of minutes pass, and this young man gets up and goes to the inner office. And the other guys are like, oh, he's going to be in trouble. No one called him. Um, after a few minutes, all of a sudden, he comes out with the boss, and the boss announces, uh, sorry for applying. Uh, we have just filled the position. And the guys are like, are you kidding me? The guy just, he was the last one here. How in the world does he, did he get the job? And the boss was saying, as you filled out your application, the telegraph was doing Morse code saying, if you can understand this and interpret this, please come into the inner office and you have received, you, ha you get the job. Uh, so in the midst of all this chaos going on and the stress of the application and interview, these guys completely missed a message um, that, that was right there in the room. And, what I want to do with Samuel and Eli is talk about how important it is for the voice of God in our life. And there are so many voices uh, that are going on, a bunch in my head, I, I mean, a bunch in, that you have in your life. Oh man, don't tell my psychiatrist that. But there, we have so many things in our life calling to us, wanting us, needing us. Um, and so I'm not very good at impersonations. But I want to read you some phrases, uh, simple, I'll just use my normal voice, and I guarantee you, you will hear the voice of this person. Here we go, first one, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> you got that? Can you hear Buzz Lightyear say that? I thought I saw a putty tat. I did, I did. <laughs> Who was that? Yes, Tweety. Um, I'll be back. Of course, that's hard, because I want to go, I'll be back. <laughs> Everyone likes to do that. It makes you manly or something. All right, and one more. The force is strong with this one. Yes, Darth Vader. Um, and even, you know, you, you, your parents have a particular voice that you can hear. Um, I've got a whistle that I use for the boys and Carrie uh, that go... <whistles> and, you know, it's some t and the boys know that. Some of the youth have heard it. Of course, is Carrie here yet? Carrie's is really. <laughs> she's not here, so I can get away with that one. But the boys know. I mean, I can do it anywhere in the mall or the store, and they know that, that dad needs them. Um, and I know I've shared this with you before. Uh, my mom used to have a snap. Okay, it's not a voice, 
but she would be up in a choir loft and she could from under her chair do the snap and I knew it was already too late. That wasn't even a warning. <laughs> I knew on the way home I was going to have a talking to and pro potentially be in trouble. Um, but there are so many, so many things in our life that call out and want our attention. Um, but one truly is the most important, and that is the voice of God. And as Christians, our primary, a primary goal is to recognize God's voice because he is at work in our life, and we need to be able to, to be tuned into that and discover what he has for us. And all throughout Scripture, um, God uses the hearing, our hearing, for him to communicate to us. In Ezekiel 12:2, God complained that the people have eyes to see, but they never see. They have ears to hear, but never hear. And he went throughout all of scripture hear O Israel the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day that you may learn them and keep and do them hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one hear O Israel the Lord which the Lord the word which the Lord speaks unto you give ear O ye heavens and I will speak and hear O earth the words of my mouth Jesus said my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me Jesus also said, he that has ears, let him hear. And so here's Samuel and Eli. And Samuel was given to the Lord um, even before birth. Uh, Hannah was without child. His mom and prayed for years. They kept going to the tabernacle and, and the rest of the family got to celebrate. But Hannah was just completely torn because she was without child. And she begged the Lord to please uh, give me a child and I will devote him and, and vow to you that he will be with you the rest of his life and all of his days. Um, and so here, here Samuel was born, Samuel was brought to the tabernacle. Of course, Eli isn't the greatest of guys to hang out with. Um, he has dealt with many issues with the Lord before. His sons, Hophni and Phinehas, has caused a huge ruckus uh, at the tabernacle that, that it may not have been the greatest situation, but the Lord knew the plans that he had for Samuel. And as you read on past this passage, Samuel had a significant and huge part of what God was doing um, in, in his life. But taking a look at the setting of this, is here's Samuel in the church. Here he is in the tabernacle around the things of God. Um, and sometimes I think we as Christians let the busyness or the business of church even be a distraction, uh, that we can get so caught up in what is going on and the business. I mean, look at this. I handed this out to you guys last week. That is a lot of stuff that we do as a church. And this doesn't include our regular weekday programming and Bible studies and all that. It can be very easy uh, to let even the things of God be a distraction so much so that we miss out. I have to admit, as a pastor, I have a hard time sometimes Sunday morning because you are so geared up on making sure things are set up, people are in the right place, you know, is re things ready to start on time, is everyone in order? Um, even this morning, stepping in, you know, for pastor, having to do a couple of things, it's so easy to get caught up that it's like, wait a second, you know, I am here for Christ. I am here to glorify God in everything that I do. And sometimes we miss, miss that opportunity and get in, feel good about the business. Man, I worked hard on Sunday. God's very proud of me. 
Well, maybe, but if I'm not listening to him and I'm not, not really focused on that relationship with him, then I've missed out and it's really worth not that much. So e, here is Samuel in the church. He's missing out on a couple of times that God has called out. And by the way, how cool is that, that God didn't give up? He could have easily at, at the first time said, well, Samuel's not ready. I think I'll wait. Um, but he did it three times. And Samuel finally understood and, and knew that the Lord was calling with the help of Eli. And sometimes we focus on the wrong things, even the things of religion. Um, we just had Valentine's Day, and I was thinking of Karen and I, our amazing marriage. It's been over 22 years now. When we were dating, uh, we got engaged in summertime. I had just graduated from college, uh, and she, she had finished her AA and was kind of working at a bank. But the position I had at a church was only for a college person, so it was time for me to look for my first full-time job and, and do seminary at the same time. So I was called to a church up in Northern California, which is six hours away. Uh, now this is back in 1990 where there weren't really cell phones. There was the like dollar, dollar fifty a minute long distance time. You guys remember that? So I had a couple of bad telephone bills um, with Carrie and I that far apart, but we wrote a lot of letters. Now you guys know what letters are. Where's the youth? It's paper and pen and you kind of use your hand and write, okay? I have a box of letters from Carrie still that, that I, I love to, to go back and reflect on and look at. Um, but how solid would my relationship be with Carrie today if all I did was focus on the things that Carrie has given me and not the relationship? Um, in other words, how many times at church do we get caught up in the activity of church um, and show up to Bible study and just sit there without truly listening for the voice of God or coming into worship service not truly seeking the voice of God. How many of us this morning came anticipating to hear from God this morning? To truly listen, all right, God, what do you have for me? Just me, not the church. The music's always great. The sermons are great. Bible studies are great in Bible study, but what do you have for me, for Randy this morning? Can I tell you the coolest thing, and it's been great to have some, some time behind the big wheel. I don't know why I'm calling it that, like a ship. Um, but Wayne and I talk hours and hours in preparation, and he has, he has guided me tremendously in my growth um, from the pulpit. The biggest thing that I have always taken away from is how are you worshiping in your sermon? How am I presenting this word, not so I can do my pastorly duty and, and for you guys to hear this amazing word, but how am I worshiping? How is it touching my heart? Um, because that truly is what it's all about. And a very cool example that comes from all of this also is out of Luke 10, 38 to 42. And this is Mary and Martha. And you can turn there if you would like. Luke chapter 10. 38 to 42, says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. 
But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And the things of church are very important. There are so many times that we have people preparing meals or preparing fellowships for us while we're doing worship. And that has to happen. Uh, there are so many things in this church that have to happen. We can't just come and, you know, sit and, and enjoy one another's company and just simply read through the Word. There's ministries, there's teaching to go on, there's Sunday school, there's all of this. But if we get caught up totally in the business of that and miss out on this relationship that God has for us, we have missed it all. But it truly is knowing that Christ is there, ready to speak to us and to teach us um, and to love on us. And distractions are all over the place. And I have some fun distractions. I like my TV shows. I like going to the movies. Um, there are some great things in my life that, that are very much an easy distraction. And then there are some of the, the rough times. Um, when life isn't going that great, and a lot of you know that situation with Carrie, that, I mean, our life has been turned upside down. Um, and there's so much, so many times that pain and frustration has totally taken that peripheral view and squeezed it into this real tight thing that you're focused on, that you are missing out on everything else in life. And not only squeezing in this way, but even looking to the future, that all of it now has got compiled into this one thing that is just so frustrating and so much pain in your life that you have missed out on so much and that God truly is saying, Randy, Randy, and for all of us that, that there's so much more that we can't get distracted. Yes, life is crazy. Yes, life brings things that are out of our control. Yes, people at work can be frustrating. There's so many things in our life that can be distractions, but if we hone in on those, we miss out on what God has for us each and every day. And that relationship um, is hindered by all these distractions that are going on. So how do we hear God's voice? And looking at this, this passage, the first thing that I get is from pro is proximity. Here is Samuel that is actually sleeping next to the ark of God. I mean, the people come to the tabernacle to hear from God in this place. He could not have been closer to a source of God than what he was. And how many times do we um, remove ourselves from church or from Bible study or from Christian friends because we just need to handle the situation over here without, you know, this extra help. But I cannot understand that. I, there's no way in the world that, that our family could handle the situation we're in without this family of, of believers here at First Baptist, without Christian family and friends, without the support and all of the encouragement and love that we get. Um, and so being close to God, being close to the people of God. Um, and I do believe that God truly speaks in an audible voice. I know that there are people that have heard the voice of God. And I've heard people, some people that are a little off. I heard the story about the lady that went to 7-Eleven, was leaving. God said, go back and buy a lottery ticket. She won $4. Okay, I don't think God was in that. Okay, when you hear the audible voice of God, it's got to match what scripture has 
God's word and his voice will never be different or separate from the written word of God. It will never be separate from who he is as God, um, his being and his essence. There is nothing that is separate from that. So be careful when you hear, well, God told me that you're supposed to go out with me and be my girlfriend. Okay, girls, beware of that. Um, but using scripture, using a sermon, worship, Christian friends and family, answered prayers, looking back at what God has already brought you through, so many ways that God's voice speaks so strong in your life. And how receptive are we? Um, how expecting are we to hear from God? Not only in our worship service, but tomorrow. Now, some of you have tomorrow off. Some of us don't. But even at work, are you showing up to work expecting to hear from God? Well, I don't have Christian co-workers and my boss is, you know, just way off and it is not conducive to my Christian faith. Well, guess what? Baloney. God is bigger than your job. God is bigger than your family. God is bigger than whatever situation you are in. You can expect not only to hear from God, I hope you hear from God at church, I hope you hear from him on Monday, on Thursday, on Wednesday night when you can't get to sleep. I hope that he, that you are seeking after his voice in every, every aspect of your life. And people, that's why we, I love that we have Bibles during church and Sunday school. God speaks to us through his written word um, and how important it is for us to delve and dive into that and to know because God truly wants to be in a relationship with us. His relationship, relationships depend on communication. But imagine how would we, how would we react to God's voice? Um, I think I would drop prostrate on the floor and be so blown away. Um, and part of me, probably a lot of me, will want to run out of the room so fast because it would be so, um, so amazing and so intense. Uh, because here is Almighty God that cares enough about me to give a word of encouragement or a word of whatever he has for me. Um, but are we ready for that? What does it look like when it really is just you and him? When is the last time that we've had absolutely nothing, say even five minutes of your day? I actually had the youth do this Wednesday. If you had five minutes alone with God, not reading scripture, simply praying and talking to him. When is the last time that we've done that and truly had the one-on-one? -on -one? What if church was not here? What if there wasn't a pastor to, to pastor and shepherd you? What if there were not Christian friends? What if you didn't have a Bible? What if it truly was just you and God one-on-one, -on -one, face to face? Where, how does that relationship look? Um, and I was very convicted when I put myself in that seat uh, directly with God. How precious is that? Because here is Almighty God, which blows my mind. But that's the other part of it, is that he cares that much, that he desires that in our life. This beautiful relationship um, that he wants with us, that we can be in communication with Almighty God and fellowship with the Son and have our hearts completely tweaked by the Holy Spirit, um, that God is so passionate for us. He would not have sent his son Jesus to die on the cross if he did not love us that amazing, 
and to know that Almighty God wants time with us and wants in our life um, is just incredible. And so many times we think, I'm not worthy, I can't handle this. Look at how messed up, how messed up Eli was. Um, Eli did not deserve to be a part of this picture, um, but God used him anyway. And God desires this one-on-one -on -one relationship with us. He could have waited till heaven until we got there, but he, he's too excited about this time with us and this relationship with us that he wants us today. He wants to speak to us today. He wants us to work and to live and to, to do things for him today. Uh, more than just waiting till um, it's our time to pass and to spend eternity with him. So here is this great communication that God has allowed us to be in. Here, here is Eli that God allowed to use. And who are some people in your life? Who is an Eli in your life? Who are people in your life that you have allowed to surround you with their faith in hand and to help point you and and pick out and recognize the voice of God. And I, I will tell you who some of those people are in your life. It's a spouse um, that puts up with a lot of junk and attitude and personality that you bring to the table, but know that God has a lot for you. It's a friend back in college or your military time that has had to grab you and say, man, we don't have to, to deal with some of this. Let's come over. Let's pray together. And let's do Bible study together. It might be your best friend that sees that things aren't quite on track, that grab a hold of you, sometimes by the collar. It's like, wake up. What are you doing? You know, let's, let's come and, and pray and give this to God. Uh, maybe it's a lesson from your Bible study teacher. Um, there are so many areas that God is speaking to us, and let us tune in to him. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to be an Eli for someone, to help guide someone that that needs to hear the voice of God, that we can truly be a light uh, for him. And, and it is amazing. It is so precious um, that this God of the universe desires a relationship with me, Randy Stacks. As unworthy as I am and so distracted, it doesn't matter. He wants time with me every day. He wants time with you every day and help us to really seek after him and search after him in everything that we do. And may we say to him, speak for your servant hearers um, in every situation. And as we close our time, I pray that during this invitation, if God is truly speaking to your heart, um, if he is tweaking something in you that, that you need to pray about, take time right now to pray. Um, if there's a decision that you need to make for Christ or to join this church or Whatever that God leads you, I pray that you will listen and go. That we not just be hearers of, of God's word, but also be doers. Um, in fact, let me just close in prayer and then we'll do our thing. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you that you love us so amazingly, that you want a relationship with us, and that you have words for us to hear. Um, whether audible or through scripture or friends or whatever. And I pray that we will be more attuned to you and that we will listen and that we will follow and be passionately and more in love with you today than we were yesterday. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together.
And if you would like to follow along.